peace and grace and welcome back to one-on-one with canon podcast show brought to you by wcanmedia.com where tomorrow's services are here today with me here in the podcast studio is my co-host and he has a guest and he is an attorney and we will be talking about his particular law firm and his services he provides all of this right here on one-on-one with the canon podcast show coming up right after this My name is Tierney Grayson, Chief of Talent Affairs and Programming for WCAN-TV and Discovery Channel Portal Producer, Wayne Fitzpatrick. If you are a business or a company looking for a high quality production studio to meet your commercial advertising needs, look no further than WCAN-TV because tomorrow's services are here today. For more information, please contact our office at tvwcan at yahoo.com. Again, that's tvwcan at yahoo.com. WCAN-TV, the better choice. I'm Jack Hall, and I want to be your next Lorain County Sheriff. The Office of the Sheriff upholds a longtime tradition of protecting American values, ensuring the rights of all are upheld, and making sure that our communities are safe from crime and injustice. As a 32-year veteran of law enforcement in Lorain County in Northeast Ohio, I want to work with our townships, villages, and cities to ensure that we are providing the safest communities to all residents of Lorain County. If you are looking for a leader who is agile in meeting the changing needs of its citizens, then look no further. I am a law enforcement professional who believes in the value of all and that inclusion cultivates excellence. In 2024, vote Jack Hall for Sheriff. I'm Jack Hall, and I approve this message. Paid for by the committee to elect Hall for Sheriff. Hello, everyone. I'm Kelly Shanine Williams. A lot of you know me as Laura Winslow from Family Matters. Please join me and my father, the CEO of DreamFlix TV and his parent company, Dream Merchant Media, as we have a casual conversation about our online streaming platform on one-on-one with the Canon podcast show on WCANmedia.com. One-on-one with the Canon Podcast Show. Welcome back to One-on-one with the Canon Podcast Show. Jack? How are you today, Wayne? Excellent. How about yourself? Hey, I'm doing great, thank you. And thanks for uh, bringing us back into the studio. We have a a great topic today that uh, we want to do as a continuation of the last few podcasts that we've had. And um, I really appreciate you setting this up and making this happen. Oh, let's roll with it. All right. In the studio today, we have attorney Michael Liner, and uh, he's an attorney not only in Cleveland, but all several locations all over northeastern Ohio. And uh, with that, um, what we wanted to do today is that we had talked about in prior podcasts about autism spectrum disorder. We've talked about sextortion, the mental health issues involved in that. And Wayne, I was afraid that we've only focused on uh, providing assistance to the families of, you know, resources that were available either through local police agencies, the federal government, or community organizations, and such as uh, the mental health community helping that out. And I was worried for the listeners of the podcast that we failed to draw a line in the sand to say when all of those resources fail, and nobody is there to assist you with that, you sometimes have to turn to appropriate legal counsel to be able to assist you. And today on the show, we have Michael Liner. And again, we said he's an attorney in Northeast Ohio who's had a very interesting beginning, Michael, as to how you began your practice and how this all started. So if you want to give us a little bit about what you do to tell the audience, and then I I 
want to talk about the interesting story of how you got into this in the first place. Sure. Well, if, if you look at my life at, and my resume, it almost feels like there's two halves. There, there's the half that I can smile and brag about, which is, you know, kind of what I'm enjoying now and, and the, the great, you know, uh, secondary education that I had and, uh, you know, going to the University of Michigan and Case Western for law school. But the uh, lead into that was me being kicked out of schools. Um, you know, I was expelled from the elementary school that I went to, uh, where they told my parents not to uh, re-enroll me because I was a, a problem for the teachers and the other students. Um, you know, I, I was diagnosed when I was five years old, four years old with ADHD and a, a several other, um, you know, learning disorders. Um, but the behavior element there was, was definitely uh, off the charts. Um, and then even after being expelled, I mean, I, I spent all of middle school either in the principal's office or at uh, home because I was suspended. And, you know, if, if I wasn't fortunate to have really supportive, great parents, I probably would not be sitting here talking to you today. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, everything kind of fed into what motivates me every day, which is to um, help people who didn't have the resources that I have growing up, who unfortunately get kicked out of a school and that's it for them. Um, or they, they enter the system. Um, and um, I, I want to make a difference. And, you know, I guess I'm, I'm atoning for my, the sins of my childhood. Um, and I'm waiting for my, my mom to tell me we're, we're at break even. I think I'm very far away. <laughs> but that, we'll, we'll wait for that day to come. Yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting. I, doesn't matter how many dinners I buy her now or how many clients I get approved. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm in debt. Well, the interesting thing you talk about is that you said you had parental resources yeah. growing up. And I think everybody listening to the show or any parent that's out there wants to believe that they can help their child. And sometimes you could probably attest to that they're, they, they help them to the detriment, meaning that the parent thinks that I have all the resources, I have all the capabilities, this is my child, and I'm going to help take care of this situation. Yeah. And sometimes parents need to realize it's okay to reach out to somebody else. It's okay to reach out for help. And in drastic cases, we have situations that people have to come to you and your law firm to say, I need help getting through something here. It's interesting you say that because, you know, the resource that I think gets, mi gets uh, missed when we're talking about the resources that kind of went into um, helping me straighten out um, is love. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's why even when I'm, you know, meeting with the parents of clients who don't have financial resources and they're using, um, you know, government assistance or just community resources that are available, available to them as opposed to tutors or other things that I was fortunate to be able to have when I was younger. Um, at the end of the day, what got me to the finish line is just parents who never gave up and uh, that you can't pay for. Right. That that's a motivation. That's something that's internal. Um, and I'm truly fortunate that I had that. But it also can be a model to other people. But, you know, the the, the resources that are out there in the community to, to help the clients that I serve, that's also a, an important talking point. So I, I appreciate you bringing that up because there definitely is uh, sort sort of a, a drain on that when people are going through this disability application process right. that I that I help them with. Now, in looking at your bio, and you brought up a little bit of it in regards to um, your behavior in school, and I, I think now you've joined the club because I think everybody that Wayne has had on his show 
has had some type of, uh, you know, issue in school or, you know, I, I was even told in the second grade, I talk and bother others. And here I am, you know, doing the podcast. Yeah, well, you're way. still talking and bothering others exactly, is what I'm right. taking away from this. But. Exactly. So with that in mind, I, w I was looking at your bio in the past and, you know, with the ADHD, also epilepsy yeah. was a part of your past. And we have learned from having somebody else on the show earlier in regarding autism and epilepsy seems to run parallel to each other in many, many cases. And scientific studies are showing that epileptic behavior can also be linked to the autism spectrum disorder. So when parents are listening to this right now and they're looking for assistance outside, what exactly can your firm do for somebody? What is the common case that comes to you and they say, Michael, I need help with this? Well, let, let me start by saying there is no common case. Um, there's a stereotype um, of who's applying for disability. And, you know, uh, in the disability attorney communities, people will say, yeah, I had a busy day. It was a lot of back pain and depression. Um, but that's not the reality of it. The reality is, is that people come to me with every type of health condition and concern that you can imagine. Um, but the, the framework that we need to fit our clients into, or at least our adult clients, their inability to work full time remains the same. Right. So it involves a lot of research and, and understanding of different health conditions beyond just, um, you know, back pain and depression. Mm -hmm. um, I certainly end up looking at a lot of MRI results. But at the same time, we're helping people across an entire spectrum of, of health issues. When you ask what services we offer, so, you know, where we get paid is to help people receive disability benefits from the government when they can't work, um, which I guess that's the, the simplest way of boiling it down. If you can't work full time, there's government benefits that are available to you. But the way that we've really positioned our law firm, what makes us unique to not just other law firms in Ohio, and I do have a national practice. So we have clients in, I think, 46 states now. Mm -hmm. um, but what's made us unique is that we're not just selling disability benefits and assistance getting that. We are literally helping people get through the difficult periods in their life. So, uh, for example, uh, we are the only you know, d law firm that I'm aware of in America, and I'm I would have been familiar with it if there were others at this point that has, we have what's called a client concierge service where I have, um, you know, a, an employee who she does not work on our client's disability cases. Um, she's not calling social security. She's not following up. She, her job is very simple. Her job is to call my clients and say, how are you? Mm -hmm. uh, because sometimes that little connection point can make such a difference to my clients who are neglected uh, by other resources that are out there, they run into issues with insurance, but they have cognitive issues or they, have, they get frustrated when, when they get these denials and they don't know where to turn. Um, and she just starts the calls by saying, how are you? And you'd be amazed the things that people tell her, but it goes a step beyond that. She doesn't just say, how are you? Listen and hang up. Her job is to literally help them sort through whatever their problems are. We don't get paid for this. Right. This is something that we do because it's the right thing to do. You know, she helps people get SNAP benefits. She helps people, she has helped people who are homeless get, get an apartment and get off the street with kids. Frankly, the return that I have gotten on that, the emotional return on investment has been greater than any financial reward that I've received as an attorney, even as, you know, our practice has grown. Um, we've also been able to scale those little wins and those are the big wins. You know, 
at the end of the day, the reason that people want to get disability benefits is so that they can uh, have housing and food and all their basic necessities. But what we're able to do is help people get those even before many times we're able to help them get the money piece. And, and that's more important to them, as I've found. People who have cases we've, you know, unfortunately lost for whatever reason. If you ever meet a lawyer that says he wins every case, he's lying to you. The people who we have lost their cases express unlimited gratitude to us because we've been able to uplift them through this difficult period in their life too. Even if I couldn't get them the cash benefit, even if I wasn't, you know, didn't make $1 on their case, we helped them have food. We helped make sure that they had ongoing health insurance. Um, and that's rare. That's, that's that is different. Rare. It's outside of, um, you know, my job description, but it is now. It's, it's in my, my sole purpose. And a lot of people don't understand we've had on, well, actually Wayne had on his show, Justin Mead, who is a colleague of ours. And he's a police officer and a father of an autistic son. In addition to that, autism spectrum disorder runs his family. So he brings other members of the family in. So sometimes he'll be caring for two, three autistic children at the same time in his house. And uh, he'll contact us. And like we just had a, a training a few weeks ago. And he said, hey, I'm going to be running about a half hour late because of all the chaos that was going on in his house, just getting the kids ready before he could leave to come out and do the training. And unless you belong to one of these support groups or this hits you initially, you have no idea what the issues are going to be. So when you say that you have somebody from your firm call and ask, how are you doing today? A lot of times they never get that because it's like, here's a structure. I have to be at my job. I have to be at this training. I have to do this. He's also a law enforcement officer. And is the same guy that worries about that if he takes his son into a store, yeah. he sees a loaf of bread. He told a story about this and he said, my son sees a loaf of bread, doesn't understand that that loaf of bread is for sale. And so he said he may bite right through the wrapper in front of everybody. He goes, I've had the police called on me and I've had them called on my son because of behavior he's exhibited in public. So when you say somebody calls and just asks, how are you today? That's a big deal. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. The, the biggest thing that I think um, so many individuals and families are struggling with is that they feel alone. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned support groups. Um, and those are great for the people who are willing to raise their hand and say, I have a problem. I want to find a community that I can be a part of Correct. and, yes. and um, associate with and go through my challenges together. But unfortunately, we serve so many people who don't even have the capacity because they're in pain, because of mental illness, whatever the case might be, to enter that community. And so we take it upon ourselves to go out and find them and take right. the initiative and um, be that link for them. And, and then try and encourage them to, um, uh, you know, join the group because it's there. And that's actually one of the, the, the blessings, if you can say it this way, that I think COVID brought us is especially with so many conditions that I have clients who uh, suffer from that are more rare, where you might not find anybody else in Elyria or Cleveland or even Ohio who has what you have, but now with the increased accessibility that we have with Zoom and Google mm -hmm. Meets and all these other platforms, you can, without even having to leave your home, join the group. Um, and that's so helpful. And, and, you know, now you can do it even with um, a, a cell phone. You, right. you don't need a big computer or a car to get somewhere. And that greater accessibility, I think, is what's um, helping increase awareness about mental health. This is a Mental Health Awareness Month. 
Um, and um, I, I think it's really just increasing the ability to help the clients that we serve. Right. And we appreciate that. I've been in this job 32 years. and So you're new. Exactly. So we'll get yeah. these calls. We got that new vibe. The new vibe, the new car smell. <laughs> but we'll get um, we'll get these calls. You know, it's like, hey, we have a homeless community. And when I worked with Cleveland Metro Parks, we uh, had the Cuyahoga River going all the way up to uh, Lake Erie. There was a famous hill, which was by an RTA station off the river. And there was an encampment that they had for homeless people. And so a lot of times there's just a general assumption in the community well, these people don't want help or these, you know, uh, there's no services available to them. So two things I want to make sure that the listeners understand. Number one is when you say you reach out and look for these cases. This isn't like somebody involved in a car accident. So number one, I want to make sure people understand that because I think sometimes attorneys get that bad rap that they're, they're chasing the case. And the second thing is, is that when you say people have to have the ability to raise their hand, when you've done this job over three decades like I've had and you've dealt with countless people in situations, homelessness, mental health issues that are going on, it's not that easy, is it? No. Um, and, and it's interesting because I actually visited that embankment that you're, it's like mm -hmm. right by Brown Stadium. Yes. Um, I went there with the Cleveland Food Bank and they have mm -hmm. uh, homeless outreach and I literally went there with them and handed out food right. um, a few years ago. So I've, I've participated in that and I've seen it, but to, just to address what you're saying, um, no, when I say that we reach out, we reach out to our clients who have already raised their hand and said, I need legal help. Mm -hmm. But when people hire us, they're expecting a legal service. What they're not expecting is us to say, how are you? What, right. what, what else do you need? What's going on in your life? Everything fits together. And I think it's important to see that whole vision. I really believe in a holistic approach to how we practice um, the type of law that we practice. Because for example, when somebody is experiencing homelessness or they're undernourished, it becomes difficult for them to place the appropriate emphasis on their medical treatment. You know, that falls by the wayside, that enters the back burner. But when they're not getting the treatment that they need because they're worried about how they're going to have a roof over their head tomorrow or how they're going to feed their belly, they then end up not going to their doctor's appointments and all the things that I need them to do to be successful with that legal case. So everything fits together. Gotcha. And with that too, because a lot of times we as law enforcement didn't know where to turn as well. You know, you're, you're looking at the typical organizations in the community, et cetera, and it's just like, can those communities, organizations assist? And a lot of times they'll be like, hey, we're overwhelmed, we're booked, we're filled. And it's like, look, I have somebody here that, you know, is able to be able to make a difference, is able to get a job. And they just look at that and say, everybody's uh, failed to help me anymore, so. But um, yeah, that's what, that's what we look at in these situations. And in addition to that, it's, it's hard to find those types of resources and an attorney who's gonna be able to help out with that. And the other issue we tell people too is, is that in, in a criminal situation or domestic relations situation, I always tell everybody, no matter how hard the attorney is going to work for you. And a lot of people are like, hey, you did great here or this happened. What attorney do you recommend for this? And I said, that's a particular relationship between the attorney and the client because I said, nobody feels harder or stronger or feels more emotion about your case than you do as the client. There's no attorney that you're going to pay in the world that's going to feel more for your case than you do. And then it's despair. Well, this case has been going on for three years. This has been going on a year and a half. What is going on? And so therefore, when you combine disorders involved in that as well, too, that brings a whole nother element to this of how you have to deal with the client. Completely, completely. And 
You know, one thing that I always like to explain is even though I wish that I was able to help everybody who needed the help, I'm not the right attorney for everybody. Correct, right. Um, you know, it doesn't matter how hard I work, I can't become a female. Mm -hmm. um, and for example, there's, there's many individuals who they dealt with many uh, clients over the years, female clients who they're not comfortable working with a man because maybe they've had negative interactions and maybe right. that's part of why they're applying for disability. But for the people who we do intersect with, we just want to make sure that we can help them in a holistic way and really take the stress and pressure off of the wait time, off of all of the difficulties that come with applying for disability so that they can focus on getting better. Right. So, Michael, I want to thank you for coming on the show today and explaining all this and allowing the audience to understand that uh, there is appropriate resources and legal assistance that is available after this. We're going to make uh, your law firm's information and all that available through the podcast website, and we'll put that out there. But any closing remarks that you would like to explain to the audience about uh, why, you, why you do this? Well, I do this because I want to make a difference. Um, I, I do this because it is important to me, and especially now at scale, um, that I, I've realized that we offer unique service to our clients. Um, it's important to me to be there for everybody who could possibly need me and, and spread my wings. And I, I find myself sometimes being a victim of thinking too small and saying, boy, things are great right now. I love my staff. Um, we've got great clients. They're appreciative. We're profitable at the moment. Um, but I need to think bigger. And if I, this is almost like a disability gospel for mm -hmm. me. Um, and it's my purpose to go out and spread this. And, you know, they just came out with a list of the largest disability law firms in the country. We, you know, we were number one in Ohio by a, a large margin, but number 30 in the country. And I believe that it is my purpose to end up being number one on that list eventually. Now, we're also by far the youngest law firm on that list. So we have time to get there. Um, I'm 37 years old. But um, that, that, that is my goal. When it comes to what I would tell people, though, um, don't give up. Okay. Um, thinking back to what you said at the beginning with you know, the parents who mm -hmm. uh, relate to me, tell those parents, don't give up on your kid. But also, if you're applying for benefits, remember, this is a system of denials and appeals. Don't take Social Security's no as meaning you're not disabled. It means there's more work to do, and there are people out there who can help you. That sounds great. And when you do reach number one, your mother will finally forgive you. I don't know about that. Let me get in real quick, Jack. Uh, Mike, you do have a podcast, right? Yeah. The, tell the people, tell the listeners about sure. your podcast. Com come check us out. The, the Triple D podcast, Donuts, Disability, and Discourse. Um, it is, I, I have a YouTube series, Go Nuts for Donuts with Michael Liner, And so it's kind of a continuation of that. All of our episodes are actually shot in donut shops. Uh, I didn't know around. that was the police crack coming in there or not. No, no, it's me liking donuts. You didn't think I, I earned this gut. This wasn't free. Uh, this is here's glazed right here. I got it sprinkled in this corner. Sprinkles uh, are for winners, Michael. <laughs> sprinkles are for winners. That's right. That's right. But yeah, check us out. Triple D Podcast. We, you know, we're available on all social platforms as well. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, connect with me, you name it. But um, just let us know how we can help. All right. Sounds great. And thank you for coming on the show today. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Well, the clock on the wall says that's all. We thank you, Jack, and we thank you, Mike. Now, if you would like to be a guest on One on One with the Canon Podcast Show, please send all correspondence to canonpodcast at yahoo.com. And our chief of talent affairs will contact you. And always remember, defeat 
is not defeat until it is accepted as a reality in your own mind. Until all in one, take care. <laughs>